Well, well, well. Excuse me while I take a sip of my coffee. Uh, so it's been a while. Um, four and a half months. Uh, procrastination, yeah. Um, Caldwell Medicine Review episode 63 was uploaded uh, May 21st. May 21st. Uh, four and a half months ago. <sighs> um, procrastination, procrastination. <clears throat> I, I have pages. Pages of stories I... I set aside um, to for the next show. Uh, let's see. Since the last show... Killing CIA informants, China crippled U.S. spying operations, New York Times. It's, a, it's an article about a, a Twitter, a post on Twitter by Mark Burnett. I have this Windows 10 Enterprise VM that I was using to test out various privacy settings. Here are some of the stuff I found so far. Blah, blah, blah. Kim.com offers Congress evidence to prove Seth Rich was WikiLeaks source, big league politics, nothing came of that. Um, that to some people know Kim.com, some of his critics would say, it was not a surprise, this guy's done things like this before. Although I think he might have been in the news since then, offering something else. I know Assange was in the news, offering proof that the DNC leaks were in fact not Russian. If he get a president or a pardon from President Donald Trump, Let's see Ariana Grande. Oh yeah, there was a ter terrorist attack at her concert since the last show. Wi-Fi can be used to photo uh, photograph rooms through walls. Business Insider. Waitress fired after allegedly sleeping with Orlando Bloom. <laughs> uh, scientists. Claiming that Europe was the birthplace of mankind, not Africa. Those are fossils found. WikiLeaks email ties the Podesta brothers to a doctor who oversaw Seth Rich before he died. Associated Press cracks issues correction undermining hit piece. Trump debuts Europe. Bummer returns nostalgia. Old days, I think. Berkeley College professor arrested on assault suspect. That might be the locks, the lock, bike lock guy. Trump telling articles about Trump telling NATO members to meet their payment obligations, which he's said numerous times. Article about U.S. Senator Orrin Hatch from Utah. Possibly not running for a re-election, and, and then Romney seeking his position. I haven't heard anything about that since that article hit. Minnesota retreats from ban on female genital mutilation. Another article on female genital, genital mutilation. First federal case under female genital, genital mutilation ban spurs efforts for harsher penalties by the Washington Post. An article about two white women who opened up a Portland burrito pop-up and closed after a cultural appropriation accusations. An article in San Francisco Gates. An article about a fish only carrying genes from its father. So it says somehow this fish fathered a near clone of itself. That sounds interesting. I don't even remember setting that article aside. Article about Manchester suicide bombing. A uh, American businessman, Martin Schick, really rely. There's no way I'm pronouncing that correctly. Putting up hundred thousand dollars for information leading to the arrest of the person responsible for the murder of Seth Rich. Something about an actor making shocking confession about Hollywood conservative bias. I don't even know which actor that is. I don't remember. Something about Obama administration, legal spying on U.S. citizens. 
something about a Filipino president hitting back at Chelsea Clinton. All that Kathy Griffin stuff. Uh, the Silk Road founder, uh, Russ Albright, <clears throat> like the guy known as Dread Pirate Roberts, losing an appeal, um, continues to serve life. Article about the trade gap, widening 5%. Putin comments on Russian meddling in the U.S. election. Article about Windows 7 dominating Windows 10. Article about CNN creating a uh, or staging an anti-ISIS protest video. I remember that. You can see the video of them shuffling in some people with signs and then doing some commentary, then letting everybody loose. Another NSA report, I guess, about Russian hacking. Still, I mean, to this day, nothing has came of that. A lot more investigating. And there's an article about Chris Matthews saying the Trump-Russia conclusion theory came apart with the Comey testimony. Uh, I think uh, Putin, oh, here's an article about uh, Putin offering political asylum to Comey. I think that was pretty sarcastic, if I remember that correctly. Shots fired at a truck flying Make America, America Great Again flag. Russia claiming a strike killed an ISIS leader. ISIS leader Baghdadi. CNN staff having their personal information leaked online. Healthcare news. Straight repeal vote, which a lot of people blame on McCain for not voting for. Sarah Sanders replacing Sean Spicer as White House press secretary. And Trump says transgender people will not be allowed in the military, an article by the New York Times. And that's where I stopped setting aside articles. And so much has happened before then. This and that. Uh, Of course, Trump stuff, Trump tweets. Um, some very funny tweets, some tweets that I think won him the uh, the 2012-2020, rather, election. Um, th- those meme tweets, those one where he, the wrestling one and the one with the golf swing, um, just stuff that just, you know, I think your average person would think is obnoxious, um, but Trump doing it and um, doing it anyway. Uh, well, I can't spend the whole show going over what I missed over four and a half months. Well, I didn't miss, but what, what I didn't report on or whatever, talk about, opinionate on. Can't spend the whole show doing that. It is time to go over the news. And again, like like my very first show, October 10th, of 2016, which so it's almost been a year. Uh, I have a similar theme. I have been camping for a week, and it has been uh, almost exactly seven days, maybe a little bit more. Seven days of zero news, and I, for all I know, uh, the world came apart. I, I haven't really talked to a lot of people either. I've lived the the week in recluse. I was just saying a hi to a few people, whatever people I found at the campgrounds and whatever and whatnot, and a couple of short texts back and forth to friends. Um, well, let's get into it. But uh, for one thing, um, this is this coffee is not going to work. No, the coffee is great, but uh, if I'm going to do this in the Normal fashion, I think I need to have a drink. It's been so long, I don't remember. I think I usually have a beer or something. Uh, I don't have any beer, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a a rum on the rocks. Because that's what I have in the house. 
And that's what I'm going to try, and I've never drank rum on the rocks before, so let's get that going. I have a glass with two ice cubes in it, and a bottle of pirate rum, P-Y-R-A-T rum. And this particular bottle I got as a housewarming gift, and I had for years, and never drank it, never drank it. More of a whiskey guy, but let's have rum on the rocks and see what it tastes like. I've had, uh, I think I've had like rum and coke. Maybe, I've had, I've had whiskey and coke, some brandy and coke, so I'm pretty sure I've had a rum and coke. I gotta open this thing up. Ugh, come on, I wanna get drunk. Uh, hold on, I need a knife. Technical difficulties. Come on. Yo ho ho. Where I I always have a knife in front of me. Set this up. There we go. Here's the knives. The knife of choice is Swiss Army. <laughs> ah! Alright, I didn't cut myself. Pirate rum. Cork is off. I'm gonna Gotta pour this so the microphone can hear it here. There we go. You heard the glug sound. We are in business now. Oh, but wait. But wait. I miss it before. I can't drink this rum until I have the opening for the show. I always have an opening for the show, and it typically goes. Something like this. Caldwell Madison Review, episode 64, for Saturday evening, October 7th, 2017. The only podcast in the world where regular updates means every uh, four and a half months or so. Well, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Adam, and that wonderful song was There It Is by Kevin McLeod, and you can check out Kevin McLeod's website, incompetech.com, for royalty-free music and graph paper. Welcome to the show. Uh, it has been a it has been a good summer. A lot of changes, though. Um I ditched the blog talk radio live uh, show, the, the live format, um, and I don't think I'm going back to it. I'm going to do regular uh, pre-recorded podcasts, um, and, then, and then I'm going to merge everything off of blog talk radio but it is my intention to do the regular shows again during the fall um i'm thinking probably twice a week again i like the monday and thursday thing i used to do uh, i but i will probably oh i'll probably look into a live utility um after a while assuming this show picks up Listeners, you know, if it doesn't pick up listeners, there's no real reason to do it live. Live is typically more sloppy, uh, and and this and that, and I can maybe plan ahead and maybe do just a couple topics at a time. Um, well, I'm going to begin this show here. It's my drink. That, that soothing ice sound here. A rum on the rocks. Let's see how this tastes. Uh, it's interesting. I don't know if I can get. I don't know if I'll like it. It's not bad. It's it's definitely a lot more sugary. I'm used, I'm more of a whiskey on the rocks person. This is probably the only thing I've ever really drank on the rocks. Maybe other than a vodka once. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. 
Well, either way, I'm going to drink this bottle of rum. Not during this show, but um, now that it's open finally after years and years of storing it. Uh, I, I'm going to finish the bottle. But anyway, let's get let's get to the show. I am excited to finally read the news again. And, I don't know, do I have any lessons about procrastination? Not really. By the way, if you'd like to email the show, you can email me at adam at caldwellmadison.com. Uh, you can go to caldwellmadison.com, which goes to the Blog Talk Radio site, and that will be my home until I move elsewhere, uh, other formats. I don't know. There's a couple I have in mind, and maybe I'll just do a few. Well, four news. Um, again, it's been a week. Which site should we go to first? Or which which site to begin with? DrudgeReport.com. And I don't remember what I think. That's how my first show started. And my favorite site to go to, or usually my, my top site to go to, DrudgeReport.com. Because they typically have more noteworthy, newsworthy headlines than your news aggregators, your popular ones like Yahoo or Google, who seem, seem more geared toward the liberal scandal kind of uh, audience. <clears throat> anyway, let's see what I missed. Oh, the suspense. It helps that my internet connection is slow. Headline, Nate slams Gulf Coast, hurricane intensifies. So this is a hurricane I've never heard about, Nate. Hurricane Nate still strengthening as it approaches Gulf Coast, so it has not hit yet. Hurricane Nate steadily strengthening as it hurdles north-northwest at 26 miles per hour across the Gulf of Mexico and is likely to burn or likely to be, rather, a Category 2 storm at landfall Saturday night between southeast Louisiana and Florida, the Florida Panhandle. And this is an article on uh, Wonderground.com by Dr. Jeff Masters. And that's Weather Underground. It's Wonder, like WUnderground.com. It says, deadly torrential rains from Nate have affected large parts of Central America. As of Saturday morning, Nate has led to a total of 25 deaths in Central America, hitting hardest hit, where Nicaragua with 12 deaths, Costa Rica with 9. Satellite rainfall estimates show Nate has dumped 8 plus inches of rain on these Pacific side of Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and Panama. And also along the northern coast of Honduras and eastern coast of Yucatan Peninsula but uh, in both Mexico and Belize. So it looks like quite a few deaths already. Hopefully as it continues on, people will take the proper precautions if they have the means to. And stay safe. National Weather Service has a tweet. It sent out today, 5.55 a.m. We cannot stress enough the danger of life-threatening storm surge, especially in Mobile Bay region. Don't focus on storm category. So stressing to not underestimate the power of this storm. Towards the end of the article, uh, it states, Nate will bring the total number of 2017 continental U.S. landfalls by named storms to five, in addition to the landfalls by Tropical Storm Cindy, Tropical Storm Emily, Hurricane Harvey, and Hurricane Irma. If we include Maria's landfall in Puerto Rico, the U.S. would have six landfalls in 2017. 
says the highest number of tropical storms and hurricanes to hit the continental U.S. in one year was 9 in 1916. 2004 at 8, there were 7 in 2005. A hurricane makes landfall in the United States during October, about every two years, according to Dr. Klotzbach. Florida has been the most frequent target with 28 October landfalls since 1878. In that same period, a total of 13 hurricanes have made landfall from Texas to Alabama during the month of October. Let's see what some other headlines are. North Korea ready to test new high-range missile capable of hitting U.S. West Coast. Another one from Business Insider. Trump says only one thing will work to solve North Korea crisis. On the article about the long-range missile, subheadline, a Russian lawmaker claims the mood in Pyongyang is rather belligerent and mathematical calculations of the planned missile test. So that's a claim by a Russian lawmaker. In regards to what Trump is saying, according to this article in Business Insider, U.S. President Donald Trump said on this uh, on Saturday that, quote, only one thing will work, unquote, to solve North Korea, the North Korea crisis although he did not explicitly specify what that would be. In a combination of two tweets, Trump says, quote, Presidents and their administrations have been talking to North Korea for 25 years. Agreements made and massive amounts of money paid hasn't worked. Agreements violated before the ink was dry, making fools of U.S. negotiators. Sorry, but only one thing will work. He continued on a second tweet article goes on to say last weekend Secretary of State Rex Tillerson told reporters during a visit to China that the US conflict with North Korea is overheated and the first priority was to calm things down he said that the US has a direct line of communication open with Pyongyang over North Korea's nuclear testing adding we're not in a dark situation a blackout so more news there. Not a surprise. You know, I was ex expecting uh, something a little bit more crazy, but let's, let's look on here. There's an article. It says California becomes first sanctuary state for illegals. And open that up in a tab here. And keep looking. Article says media, media, or headline, media give Trump, most negative presidential coverage in 25 years. I think it's supposed to be gives. Headline written on Drudge. Open that up in a tab. White House rolls back Obamacare birth control. It's interesting. As does Antifa plans nation uh, Antifa plans nationwide deface Columbus Day. Makes you wonder who is pulling the strings behind these uh, organized Antifa events here. Well, let's look at this Sanctuary State article for a second. Los Angeles, uh, or in Los Angeles, Associated Press. California became the first sanctuary state for undocumented immigrants Friday. A decision criticized by the Trump administration, which believes the move will compromise security. California's government de or governor, Democrat Jerry Brown, signed the landmark legislation, Senate Bill 54, which grants better protections to people who are in the U.S. without permission, including those who have committed crimes. It also limits cooperation between local police forces and federal authorities in operations to track down undocumented immigrants. Legislation will come into effect January 1st, 2018. It's part of a series of laws which protect the almost 3 million undocumented immigrants living in California, most of whom are from Mexico and Central America. Brown insisted in his signing statement 
The measure will not prevent or prohibit Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, or the Department of Homeland Security from doing their own work in any way, but will stop local authorities from assisting. Okay. So I guess if local authorities think that <laughs> there's something they should assist with, the Homeland Security, maybe they have left less tools to do so. Not really sure. Read on the article a little bit more. They are free to use their own considerable resources to enforce federal immigration law in California, he wrote. Adding that the new legislation will not deny ICE access to prisons. And in a statement, ICE Acting Director Tom Holman, Holman said, uh, responded, The governor is simply wrong. The law will, quote, undermine public safety and hinder ICE from performing its federally mandated mission. Quote, ultimately, SB 54 creates another magnet for more illegal immigration. He insisted adding ICE will have no choice but to conduct at-large arrests in local neighborhoods and at work sites, which will inevitably result in additional collateral arrests. And there's uh, ISIS said it will likely send immigrants arrested in California to detention centers outside of the state, far from any family they may have in California. See, a number of cities in California, such as Los Angeles and San Francisco, have already banned police officers from collaborating with ICE on operations to capture undocumented immigrants. You know, it'll be interesting to see where this goes, for me anyway, because I'm I'm interested in um, the whole state's rights thing, I guess. Now, this is a, an example where you'll see the so-called left uh, go to the state's rights side of thing. Like, well, we don't have to cooperate with the federal aspect. These, these are... This is our personal business or, or whatever. Um, so they'll they'll kind of hold on to the the whole states' rights narrative, uh, and then but you know probably this is going to be going on more with the left with Trump in office, and if you remember with Barack Obama in office, a lot of people on the left were saying states' rights was, you know. Some kind of right-wing nut job thing, anti-government thing, racist things. They always like to throw racists in there. So, we'll see what happens here with that. Um, you know, th these things will probably go to court, if anything. I don't think there's going to be like a a shootout <laughs> between federal agents and <coughs> excuse excuse me, uh, state law enforcement. Uh, let's go. Let's move on to this uh, Antifa article here. Antifa group plans nationwide deface Columbus Day actions for Monday. This is interesting. So uh, Antifa, I guess, is a big thing now. <laughs> I mean, they they've been making the news for a while, but let's see how this turns out. This this might spawn some fights, especially you know if they show up in the wrong neighborhoods here. We'll see. Article from pjmedia.com, a outlet I'm not very familiar with. Let's look here. Violent left-wing anarchists have announced a nationwide campaign to deface Christopher Columbus statues this coming Monday. There you go. Uh, not surprising. Uh, five Christopher Columbus statues have already been vandalized in New York City in recent weeks. According to Far Left Watch, in one case last month, vandals defaced a larger-than-life statue of Columbus in Central Park, leaving blood-red paint on his hands and scrawled, Hate will not be tolerated. Hashtag something's coming on its pedestal. What is coming appears to be a coordinated campaign to destroy monuments all across the country on Columbus Day. New York-based Antifa group Revolutionary Abolitionist Movement 
made the announcement on Thursday, December 21st, calling on Antifa groups nationwide to decorate their neighborhoods. Okay, well, I just just reading this article right now, um, this most communities uh, they they will actually use their law enforcement to uh, crack the heads of these people, these vandals and all that other stuff. Uh, it's not like in Berkeley where they they do um, an intentional stand down so they can cause a ruckus when they have speakers there to discourage speakers that the uh, mayor doesn't agree with. The mayor is sympathetic with Bam. So, we'll see where this goes. I mean, that vandalism uh, from the statue happened probably when it was dark outside, you know, the easy target, you know, a statue is not going to fight you back. So, they'll deface it, run away, hee hee hee. Um, yeah, yeah, so there's a, if you research Columbus... Um, or you could probably just type in like Columbus genocide into the internet. You can you can read a lot about him. Um, and the thing is, like I don't, people aren't denying that you're, people aren't denying um, somebody's wrongdoings or whatever when they have a statue <clears throat> somewhere. Like for example, there I, I was reading about a Joseph Stalin statue in the United States somewhere. It, they're significant people. Um, and a statue doesn't necessarily mean it's a item of worship. You don't get on your knees in front of a statue. It's you know it's 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 a piece that usually has some a bit of information with it. Uh, this whole statue thing, um, is pretty ridiculous. It's kind of uh, worrying. Um, and I and I wonder, you know, like I said, you kind of you kind of wonder who is calling the shots or who's pulling the strings behind the scenes with all this Antifa stuff. And I know a lot of undercover journalists, uh, like, you know, such people like within Project Veritas and, and other, I think Steven Crowder from Louder with Crowder just did something recently about a week ago trying to get in, trying to see, you know, what, what this is all about, but um, it would probably be a while or, or whatever or, or it might not even ever happen to, to find out who is really behind all this stuff like unless it's already blatantly obvious people say like George Soros is funding this and or George Soros' organizations are funding a lot of this stuff and people coming out saying it's like a cult that different think isn't really tolerated among them. So you gotta wonder if uh, this is some kind of scheme going on to indoctrinate people, to put people with similar beliefs into positions of authority, like a college professor, for for example, and kind of orchestrate this quietly to create division or some kind of change or erase some kind of history like the history of the American Revolution and the importance of it and the importance of having things like the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Uh, it, just, it makes you wonder and I, I would not doubt or I will not uh, berate somebody for having these new world order kind of um, conspiracies, although a lot of them are pretty ridiculous, uh, especially when you're getting into the stuff with reptiles. But it makes you wonder if the powers that be, whoever they may be at the time, are securing whatever interests they hold by putting their money into propaganda, divisive tactics, and so on and so forth. You know what? I, I'd like to read the comments on that article. Let me, I gotta go back. I just closed it. So comments during, because I mean, no, nobody likes these guys. So I, I think um, another 
thought that I, I kind of lost because I was trailing off on something else is uh, wherever these statues are, now that they announced on Monday to destroy them, there might be a whole ton of people showing up looking for a fight, looking to punch, you know, Antifa in the face and everything else. Um... So let's see what what do these what do these comments say in this article from pjmedia.com. I'm looking at the let's see this says sort by oldest here. Uh, used to be called criminal conspiracy and the laws used to care. Nowadays not so much. Says Willy Boy. And then Save the USA says that's because Antifa is actually DHS. There's a covert war taking place. Defense contractors are being paid to orchestrate chaos and mimic. George Soros's order out of chaos agenda. Our state-controlled media cannot report on any of this leaked here. And it has an article too. Freedom, free press matters at blogspot.com. Lots of bad sign already since it's on a blogspot.com site and. What is going on? I'm looking at this article here. Black Ops for Dummies. I think this is one of those websites where everything is a conspiracy. Everybody you everybody in the in the world, including Julian Assange and entertainers and Osama bin Laden are actors. I'm not gonna read that whole article here. The profile photo of of that that commenter is obviously fake. Looks like it was taken off of some free image site. Now, article on Epic Times Media give Trump most negative presidential coverage in 25 years. Only 5% of news reports are positive according to the Pew Research Center. Claims made by President Donald Trump that media organizations primarily report negatively on him were proven true by news, you know, new research by the Pew Research Center. An analysis of 3,000 stories during the first 100 days of his presidency across 24 different media organizations found that reporting on Trump has been the most negative compared to other presidents in the, over the past 25 years. On and on and on, some more statistics. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get in all those stats in the article just because it, it's just not surprising. I think a lot of people voted for Trump because they saw how the media didn't like him. Let's see, Stephen Paddock, Vegas, Vegas killer, traveled to Middle East. That's how this on the sidebar here. So I didn't read a lot about this Vegas shooting. Oh, wow. I really did miss out. The gunman who killed 58 people in Las Vegas took 20 cruises, many of them to the Middle East and Europe. Wow. You know, I saw something about this Vegas shooting. I just... I think I assumed it was something else. I I don't, I did not know that this happened here. <clears throat> I'm going to continue on with the article. Cruises docked at ports of United Arab Emirates, Jordan, Greece, Italy, and Spain. An unidentified source told CNN. Well, that's not good. If it's an um, one for one, it's an unidentified source, and two, it's CNN. Um, Marilou Danley, the killer's girlfriend, joined him on nine of the cruises. Shooter's car was found in a hotel parking garage. To 2017 Chrysler Pacifica was packed with 50 pounds of tannerite explosive, two suitcases loaded with hundreds of rounds of ammunition. ISIS terrorist group claimed responsibility for the massacre and said that Paddock 
had converted six months ago. The FBI had not been able to confirm those claims. The killer's girlfriend also did not know of a motive. Paddock reserved rooms at the Ogden, a luxury condo tower in Las Vegas, for September 17th through 28th. The rooms he booked were on high floors overlooking the Life is Beautiful Music Festival. I don't even know what day this happened. The source also said investigators found a notepad with cryptic numbers in it that appears significant to the killer who are working to determine their meaning. We can read out a little bit more here. FBI, police and FBI chasing down more than a thousand dead leads since the massacre are seeking more help from the public, solving the central mystery of their investigation of the the shooter's motive. Here's more on that, which I'm very late to. I need to I need to look this up. So this happens Sunday. Wikipedia article here was an American mass murderer or Stephen Paddock mass murderer committed 2017 Las Vegas trip shooting fired a modified semi-automatic modified semi-automatic weapons from his room on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel into a crowd of approximately 22,000 concertgoers at a country music festival in Las Vegas Strip on October 1st, 2017. Paddock, who lived in Mesquite, Nevada, died at the scene from his self-inflicted gunshot wound. The incident surpassed the 2016 Orlando nightclub shooting as the deadliest mass shooting by a lone gunman in U.S. history with 58 fatalities and 489 injuries. It says Paddock, uh, further down this Wikipedia article, Paddock planned the attack meticulously on September 8th, Thursday. He rented a room on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel overlooking festival grounds three days before the massacre. Police found 23 rifles and one handgun inside his room, including AR-15 style and AK-47 style rifles, and a large quantity of ammunition. Two of the rifles were mounted on bipods and were equipped with telescopic sights. Twelve weapons were outfitted with a with bump fire stocks, a recent invention which allows semi-automatic rifles to be to fire rapidly, thus simulating fully automatic. Audio recordings of the attack indicated that the perpetrator used these stocks to fire at a crowd in rapid succession. According to police, Paddock acted alone. His motive is unknown. He was found dead in his room from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Just reading this... Description of events here looks like the attack began around 10.05 p.m. Pacific time. Shot for 10 minutes, ending at 10.15. Security guard encountered. He was fired upon through the door, locked door. Um, Two officers arrived by 10.17, placed in a lockdown. Between 10.26 10.30, another eight officers reached the floor. Uh, um, and it says by 11.20, they opened the door with explosives, and, uh, and Paddock was found dead. With police radioing that he was down at 11.27 p.m. So continuing on this article in the Epoch Times. Donald Trump paid a visit. Paddock did not leave a suicide note or a manifesto. Oh, another 
terrorist attack, it seems, on U.S. soil. Um, of course, ISIS claimed responsibility. So if that's true, that would be the motive, it would seem to me. But it has not been confirmed with the investigators at this point, it sounds like. I'm going to check Google News real quick, and then Yahoo and probably wrap this up. And uh, that'll be it for the return episode, and then more to come. Google has healthcare news. Uh, it doesn't look like anything breaking at this point. Still really no progress going on there. Hurricane Nate news. North Korea news. Stephen Paddock aftermath news. I'm going to check Yahoo. Seems like I got the Brunt of the news so far. I don't know. I, I'll check my favorite YouTube channels again. Usually they can find things that I can't find. <laughs> or that, or that, I, that I miss. Okay, Yahoo. Putting Huffington Post garbage up on the front page here or towards the top. Woman takes selfies with her cat collars to show how often it happens. What an activist. Here's, here's the article says, How Americans Overlooked the Russia Hack. So you can see the media is still playing the Russian narrative here. They're still claiming the Clinton emails were hacked by Russia without any evidence. And there's, there's really nothing to this article. It's about Rachel Maddow. It's talking about what Rachel Maddow is talking about. Wow, I don't think that that investigation investigation that story. I, I'm sorry, that I thought that was uh, I thought that was killed so many times. Well, not really. Um, I, I guess more accurately, I would have you. I would say a lot of people would think it would be killed based on normal rules here of information reporting. You think that story would be dead? The evidence provided for Russian hacking was a version of, uh, let's see, a version of Word, <laughs> some IP addresses, which never mean anything, times of day, and a statement from a private investigative group hired by <clears throat> the DNC. There's Nevada trial of Cliven Bundy postponed after Las Vegas massacre. Maybe I'll end on this story here. I don't know if I dare go to the oh, the Huffington Post. Huffington Post isn't news anymore. It's just complaining about Donald Trump and how everything he did wasn't as good as what he could have done. Uh, let's see. Nevada trial of Cliven Bundy postponed after Las Vegas massacre. Uh, Reuters article by Keith Kaufman. Federal judge in Nevada postponed the trial of rancher Cliven Bundy for his role in armed standoff of, with U.S. government agents. After defense lawyers argued that the Las Vegas mass shooting could influence jurors, his attorney said on Friday. That's really interesting. So it looks like it's coming from the defense side. Uh, article goes on to say the case against Bundy stems from a 2014 revolt where he, he is alleged to have led against the federal authorities at his ranch in Bunkerville, Nevada. 
about 75 miles northeast of Las Vegas. U.S. District Judge Gloria Navarro in Las Vegas granted the delay for Bundy, for Bundy and several co-defendants, including his sons, who are accused of conspiracy, assault, and other, and other charges, Brett Whipple told Reuters. Prosecutor, prosecutors allege Bundy, 71, and his followers blocked agents with the National Park Service and the U.S. Bureau of Land Management in 2014 from carrying out a court order. That's what his cattle were taken, and then uh, they demanded them back. Pretty much had to stand up. Bundy wasn't there. Bundy was at his ranch during the standoff, but they're trying to get him for orchestrating the whole thing. So it's interesting to see where that goes. One of the spats between ranchers and uh, federal authorities out west is nothing new. It's not something I'm overly familiar with. Being more on the east side of the country where we own most of our land, that meaning the citizens own most of the land. When you get out west, the federal government owns very large portions of the land and then they rent it out to ranchers who have rights rights to it. And the, the rights are usually passed down or sold, I believe. Um, and there's some there's some uh, ranchers there who, who have had rights to land for generations uh, with their families. And uh, the reason why these disputes come out is because the federal government puts more and more restrictions on them, uh, pretty much stopping them out of business for various reasons, like environments or... <laughs> Environmental reasons or turtles or, or whatever, projects, uh, things like that. So, these people are on one side fighting for their way of life and on the other side, um, agents, federal agents are fighting for I guess, you know, there there are rights to the same property. <clears throat> and it's hard to win against uh in court against the uh federal authorities. So for that reason I don't think it'll be the last of the standoff or rebellion type situations with ranchers. Well, on that note, I'm going to end it. This has been Caldwell Madison Review, episode 64. Thanks for tuning in. And I will be back with updates on the show next week. Until then, have a great weekend.